0: in Dandy and, you know, it was a different scene back then. It was a lot of, a lot of heroin, you know, especially around Springvale and Dandenong Way. After nine eleven, there was a general, there was a lot of prejudice against, you know, against Muslims, you get a ball, turn it into a quarter, turn it into an oka, it just goes up and up. So him and, and a bunch of people got patched up into the things and we went to the clubhouse as kind of like representing the boys inside that we were very close with. We changed from things to the Mongols, when I was still on, I actually became sergeant because of an internal political drama in our club. One of them got hit and then, you know, one of them was shot. And, and then sometimes you have to learn the hard way that not everyone can be trusted, you know what I mean? That actually, fuck, you know, this, everyone's just in it for themselves. Hey, eh? This is all just a fucking charade, you know what I mean? Like, like I lost, like, I mean, I lost... Uh, bunch of friends to to you know in really brutal ways
1: yo it's your boy king dave here and this is the felon show hope all is going well um how about you introduce yourself my man and where you from guys
0: doing i'm Mahmoud fazal i'm a writer from melbourne um was raised around dandy
1: yeah my man Mahmoud yeah, so um, it's good to have you on, man. It's great to have you on. I've actually been on his podcast as well, man. So that was a huge honor, man. Uh, back then, man, doing me a mad solid. So the president, nah,
0: was- bro. Um, I'm just am I'm, I'm a big fan of what you do, man. Like I think um, it takes, it takes a lot of courage coming from where you come from, you know, to, to tell your stories. And but yours is like the real, gritty version of that. You know what I mean? You, you're mm-hmm. kind of demystifying what society sees as. As crime or criminals, by you know, putting them on a platform and having a fucking real conversation with them.
1: Yeah, I, and, I uh, really
0: respect you for that, man.
1: ah uh, thank you so much for the support, man. Appreciate the kind words, brother. Like, um, bro, you're you inspire me, man. I swear. Like, uh, man, um, when I the looked at around it, so um, yeah, so the bro here is on uh he's a journalist, man. He's been on like Vice News, ABC. Um, he's from the hood though, you know what I mean? He's from Dandenong, uh, from the Southeast of Melbourne, you know what I mean? Like he's been for a bit himself, man. You know what I mean? He's been in the bikey scene. He's been in all sorts of different, um, positions, man. So it's dope having you on mother. So how about you start us off, my bro. So, um, where'd you grow up?
0: Uh, I actually grew up in the suburbs. Like I grew up, um, I was first, my uh, first, like the first house that my parents, um, Moved to was down Oakley Way actually, um, and then uh, we moved out out near Glen Waverley and Willis Hill like that side. Um, but my dad worked in um, the Dandy Markets, so I spent my weekends with my dad at the Dandy Markets every every weekend. You know what I mean? So I was at school during the week, but on the weekends i will be with you know with my dad in the markets and that. True. And you know, as you know, there was there was a big um big Afghan community. In Dandenong um, so you know all of my cousins were always around there it was just the you know all the grocery shops and all that were there so I, I, I was raised up raised around there and you know I, I grew up in a time it was kind of mid to late 90s was when I was a kid in, in Dandy and you know it was a different scene back then it was a lot of a lot of heroin you know especially around Springvale and Dandenong way so it was pretty it was pretty rough around rough around the edges and then when i hit my teens it was more like a we went through a kind of ice epidemic and um so there was a lot of that that scene going on there was always like gangs and shit but yeah i think it it's always been known to just be a bit rough around the edges i think and you know you you do what everyone in the in the area is doing you know what i mean you just that that's just the way it is so you know i got got roped into that but i was initially i did did pretty well in school initially I went to uni and then after uni, I couldn't get a job and all that. And then I just started fucking up. You know what I mean? I just started got on the gear and that and then yeah, selling gear and all that stuff. And, you know, you kind of get, get caught up in the cycle. You know what I mean? You know what it is.
1: Yeah. Brother. Yep, I know what it is. I know what it is. So, um, yeah. Cause so can you sort of talk about your mindset, bro, of like, um, finishing uni and not being able to find a job and then, um, you know sort of falling into the drugs like where was your mind down at that time
0: man you just kind of like a bit you know like uh, i always always tell people like in my in my community like uh, a lot of muslims and and afghans that i grew up with man like no one really had jobs there was like one or two people that we knew in our whole community that had like a job you know even though a lot of a lot of blokes were to went to uni and all that they tried to do the righty you know what i mean but they just fuck there was no opportunities there but it's also like if you look at it historically like you know after 9-11 there was a general there was a lot of prejudice against you know against muslims in society so there it was hard it was hard for, for blokes with names like muhammad to get jobs you know what i mean and so you know and and when you're from an area like dandy you know you want you want you want what you haven't got and what no one around you's got. You want the hotted up super and skyline and all that. You know what I mean? Like, but there's only one way to get that when you're from a neighborhood like that. Do you know what I mean? Unfortunately, that's the reality of the situation. So, you know, the one bloke that's got the skyline or whatever, you're going to do what he did to get the skyline. Do you know what I mean? And so you just get caught up like that, man. Like, you know, you know, one person who's doing well, they, you know, it goes from, you know, same story, bro. Same story in every neighbourhood. You know what I mean? You get a ball, turn it into a quarter, turn it into an oka. It just goes up and up, and you start getting people to, to come, and you start making money for your friends, and you start feeling good about yourself, and reinforcing yourself that you know you're doing you're doing a good thing because now all you you and all your boys got money in their pockets too. You know what I mean? So. But really at the end of the day, you know, you realise that it doesn't really amount to much. It's it's just, you know, it's just an escape route that you find real quick. You know what I mean? But it does it doesn't last very long. It's a fast life, you know.
1: Yeah, that's right, brother. it's definitely a fast life um you know sort of painting a picture of Long. you know what i mean yeah there is a huge afghan community there um even like eastern european a lot of like serbians mm. and albanians and um yeah islanders too are africans
0: you go to high school you hear about these older you know mythic characters you know and they're in the underworld or whatever, and, and they're making big money, and they're driving nice cars, and all the girls are talking about them. And so you you just aspire, to, you aspire to that because your heroes aren't like footy players. Do you know what I mean? Like they they weren't our heroes in high school. Our heroes yeah. were were the people on the news. You know what I mean? So, and I don't yeah. know why that is. I kind of I don't have the answers for that. Like I don't know. I don't know why. You know our heroes were those guys our heroes were always the bad guys but they were so we just we just did what we did you know what i mean yeah I'm not no, I can... society man like i was a fuck up do you know what i mean like i'm, I'm yeah. not trying to shift the blame do you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah do you know what i
1: mean but no i definitely get what you're saying man even in melbourne there too when i was there in high school you know i used to look up to the people in the newspaper and i mean eventually i did get to the point where i met went to prison and met all of them yeah. you know what i mean so <laughs> We both achieved our goals, I guess, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so, okay, so you grow up in Dandenong, um, you're getting into slanging now, um, myth mainly, I'm presuming. Yeah, um, yeah. So, when did the sort of bikeys sort of seem, when did you start hanging around bikeys, bro? Uh, it
0: happened. That was always like, we, I always knew certain people from different clubs growing up because you just wax with all different people, you know, especially Melbourne. It's, it's yeah. big, but in that, in that it, once you hit a certain level, it's actually quite small. Everyone, everyone yeah. kind of knows each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we grew up knowing this person who was, was with that crew and that, that person with that crew. We kind of kept our distance. But then um, there was one guy yeah, who we were, I was very close with at the time And a relative of his who was in jail at the time, he got patched up to him and all of his boys got patched up into a club. Yeah, at that time, it was the Finks. So this was like early 2010s or something. Um, And, yeah, so so him and, and a bunch of people got patched up into the Finks and we went to the clubhouse as kind of like representing the boys inside that we were very close with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of sh- showing face on their behalf, and it was small. Like there was, there wasn't. It was a small c- club, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and it, I don't think from memory it had even been in Melbourne for many years. Maybe like five years. It, it it was a pretty new club in Melbourne, and it was kind of made up of all different clubs. But so we went on their behalf and started hanging around and really got into it, and then eventually, um. You know, me and me and two others. Uh, we we pros at the time. It was called nominee. I think we nommed, and then yeah. eventually we got our colours, man. And how long did you pos-
1: how long did you nom for, brother?
0: Not long. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of um, things going on at the time, like the. We got we got our colours after maybe four or five months, I would say, um, which was very fast. But that wasn't because I'm not trying to sit here and say like that's because we were the meanest motherfuckers in the world or anything like that. There was there was a lot of like poli- there was a lot of politics going on at the time, and you know, a few things happened, and then we got our colours. But um, but it, like even I, I should say with all of this stuff. As you would know, and and you've had a lot of bikies on your on your show, like, bikie clubs, like when you leave. That- they're, they're different you know i'm not i'm not talking about uh, i'm in no way making saying like i'm talking about all bikey clubs or you know, do you know what i mean like i'm yeah. talking about my the, my personal experience of my club at that time do you know what i mean now i don't i don't know what the fuck goes on with the finks or with the mongols or anything like that it's a different world now and i don't even most of the blokes on it aren't even, even there so Ooh. um but when i was there some the, the, you know like it was a really different time in the in the early days because there was still like that. It was still the the Nike bikie thing was like kind of new. It was it was kind of like and you could see like the old like hectic bikies from like fucking Adelaide, big beards, like real rough. Fucking you know they looked like they carried guns from like colonial days or some shit. You know what I mean? And, but then there was but then like they would be partying in the same room with like cunts with like. TNs and gold chains and Versace fucking bags and that. So it was a weird. It was a really interesting time to be involved in that world because like it was like an intersection. You know what I mean? Of like the old guard and you and the, this new world and and it was all changing. Uh, mm. It was all kind of. It was becoming something else. You know. And um, all the clubs at that time in the early 2010s. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember, but but there was um, they were all. Vying for power, so that a lot of people were getting patched in and, and clubs were expanding. Kind of like the height of the Nike bike thing. It was all over the news, you know? Yep. You know, when all these changes were happening and all these clubs were patching up, you know, a lot of people in prison actually were being patched up. And so yeah, I was going to say
1: that. Yeah, so I remember yeah. as well. Even um, so, the Finks are a uh, uh, nationwide gang, Um, well, international as well. Um, but yeah, during the, like, um, even when I went to prison, like, you know, they were, um, patching up like crazy. Yeah. And they were, yeah, um, b- yeah. before they made their move to the Mongols and even after them.
0: Yeah. So, so then just as I, I was actually the, f- among the first in Victoria to, so the, f- we changed from things to the Mongols when I was still on, um, I, I believe if my memory serves me correct. So, so I got my colours as a Mongol, not as a Fink, if that oh, makes sense. Yeah. So, exactly. so we just, we just, we just changed, and and then it kind of broke off, and then some people stayed Finks, and some people, some people, most, most people actually changed because we got declared a criminal organisation uh, in Queensland. So a way of bypassing those laws, they patched into a into a bigger club.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Mongols MC, that was, I guess, how they got their foothold in Australia, isn't it?
0: I think it was more of a political play than it was the, the like, a historical play. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that played a part in it. Like, you know, obviously the things had the same literal colours as the Mongols and, you know, similar enemies. But I I think it was more to do with the fact that, you know, it was a... Opportunity to expand and become a stronger club because you're part of an international outfit, but also um, literally because the finks were were gonna be buried in court cases. Like the mm. prime minister at the time gave the prosecution like a few like five million dollars extra. Don't quote me on that number, but just to fight the the appeal in the in the high court or something. So anyone who was a fink, if they had stayed on, they you know blokes were putting their houses up like, to fight the court cases, man. Like, in Queensland, people, like, all... Like, this was, like, real... Like, you know, when people talk about, like, bike bikers are a subculture. A lot of people look at that now and think, like, that's bullshit. They're just, like, hiding their crimes or whatever. But it was a real culture. Like, these... There was, like, live, and, live to die for their bike dudes. Like, so when somebody... I think almost every member in Queensland at one point was, like, selling their bikes and shit and, like, trying to raise money. Like, they were literally... Fucking at the front lines of an ideological war with the fucking government, to mm. you know, to to be to be allowed to be part of a subculture. It's a pretty, pretty hectic thing, man. Yeah. But like no. there were no angels. Obviously, they were they were, you know, people were committing crimes, but but it was pretty pretty fucking wild. Yeah. To yeah. see, you know, yeah, but you is- got to think of the laws they passed. Like, you just if you wear the same t shirt as another bloke, it's straight jail. Like no. no courts, nothing. Like it's no. jail. Like if, if if three generations family members, like a dad, his son, and like his cousin or whatever, if they were having a beer at a pub together, that's jail straight away. It's not like so draconian. Like those those, it's against almost every human right imaginable. But
1: yeah, just because you know. But,
0: but yeah, there was a lot of similarities too with the way, if you think about it, like in on a broader level, like conceptually. Um, the way that the government used, you know, terrorism as a kind of boogie monster to pass all these fucking laws, they Mm. did the same thing with bikies and they kind of do the same thing on another level with like sex offenders. Do you know what I mean? Like they'll say, they'll put it out there and be like, we're passing these laws because of sex offenders, because in our minds as a public, we say, Oh, fuck them anyway. But then they start using those laws and normalizing them across the spectrum. You know and you would know this firsthand being imp- being imprisoned and stuff and yeah, oh, even when, with the like,
1: deportation like um that's exactly yeah, what exactly. they did for deportation it was for um like terrorists and all of that and then yeah, the exactly. deportees got all caught up in it as well so yeah you're exactly right
0: yeah they just normalize it and, then, and it's the same with control orders like that was for, for like high terrorists or extreme sex offenders but now it's like I, I know people who are coming out of prison in New South Wales and they're being stuck with it's like normal to be on a control order now. It's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's wild.
1: All right. So yeah, okay. So yeah, and so anyway, um you started rolling with the Finks. Um midway through you um well, they patched over to the Mongols, you ended up becoming a member of the Mongols, so you ended up becoming sergeant at arms, isn't it? Um during your time there. So, how did that sort of go? So how did it happen? Um, how did life sort of change for you after getting the patch, bro? Or, like, how was life for you at that time?
0: Man, it was, to be honest, it was pretty fun, bro. Like, we weren't, a lot of me and my mates, we weren't working. You know what I mean? We were just partying. It was a good time, bro. You know, like, I, I, I wish I could sit here and say that it was all drama and it was stressful and this and that. We actually had a mad one. Like, Every weekend was was a good time. I, I I have made a lot of strong friends at the time, but like like most things in this world, do you know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't matter what 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 side you enter it from. There's always gonna be someone out there that wants to you know fuck with you. You know what I mean? And and eventually, like I I, I had a I feel as though from my perspective, I mean to my face. I was pretty cool with a lot of a lot of different people in Melbourne. Like I was, I was always on friendly terms with them and that. But you know that can only go so far, you know. And then you start attracting. I feel like it, from the club perspective, there was no, there was no drama, like no heat. It was actually, it was actually a fucking sick time, bro. But but then because I was a member of a club, I started attracting heat from from other situations. Do you know what I mean? And then there's a certain there's a certain way you have to kind of carry yourself because you're you've got a flag on your back. Do you know what I mean? Like you're carrying a flag now. So another situation where you would all, you would, if you weren't part of a club, you could kind of let it go. Or do you know what I mean? Like or, yeah. it's hard to tell this without actually to going into specifics, like situations where you'll probably be like, fuck it, let it go. You can't let it go. And then, or other situations where uh are jealous or they just you know they just want to find a reason because they they see that people people like admire the the whole bikey thing. They they want to they wanna you know they want to get at you for that or try and show show their their people that you ain't shit for that. And so they'll try and put on and that it's it's just there's always drama. But my drama didn't come from the club like other other clubs like or anything like that yep. I was cool with people from all different clubs like I, I, I had friendships with a lot of them but um, my dramas came from I mean this is almost a fucking cliche like from your own people you know what I mean like <laughs> that it's that's the same old story I mean I'm sure you probably heard it a million times you know what I mean my dramas did not come from anyone not anyone else but my own people do you know what I mean They, they were the ones that created the most drama for me and it's like there's like that saying where it's it's never the boxer, like, you know, at boxing matches that has the punch-ons. It's always the boxer's, like, friend, like, that's, <laughs> that, that ruins the reputation for the box or whatever. It's, like, that sort of shit. Like, I would always go out and have a mad time, but it would always be, like, one cunt on the periphery of our group or something that would get energized from some of the other blokes that were in the circle and and create drama. Do you know what I mean? And then suddenly, you're, you know, a little fucking spark turns into, you know... A huge fire, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I know what you mean. So, what you mean.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's little dramas like that, man. And then yeah.
1: So what? So like, how long did it take before you became sergeant, bro?
0: I actually became sergeant because of an internal political drama in, in our club that I can't even really go into it. But because there was an internal feud between because we split into chapters, so so. Me and a couple of me and a bunch of guys were down west side in Werribee, and another another group was in um, Port Melbourne. And there was a there was a really there was an internal feud that happened. It wasn't really a feud, but it was two blokes kind of turned on each other. And one of them one of them got hit, and then you know one of them was shot, and and then um, I kind of he got he had to, and then he he went to prison. And then, so I kind of just stepped up. You know what I mean? I kind of got tapped to 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 to, to take that role. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, yep. That's kind of that's kind of what happened. And then it was just, just, you know, you just have to do a bit more work you know, on the on Friday night and make sure there's order and just just a bit more responsibility in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yep. all it was. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to tell tell these stories without going into specifics. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, no, I understand, brother. It's all it's all good. I understand. So um, so yeah, so from there, like uh, where did the sort of scene take you from there? I guess like um
0: there was like a, a bunch of drama that started happening. And um basically and like just to like, say as
1: well, like there was always in the newspapers as well, wasn't it? Yeah, you know I mean? like it was yeah, always yeah, coming yeah, up yeah, in the newspaper, yeah. things from prison as well. Yeah, I mean, there was a whole bunch of shit happening in there. You blokes
0: in prison, fucking honestly, whenever shit was getting red hot, and you'd think it was just, it was just like among in your small world, bro. Blokes in jail, like, would call me with the goss, like before I'd even heard it. Sometimes, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, fuck, they had the news locked down, bro. It was like the BBC in there. Like, as soon as anything happened, I'd be getting phone calls, like, "What happened with that? What happened with this?" Do you know what I mean? So I don't know, I don't know what the go what the go was with that, but sometimes you have to learn the hard way that not everyone can be trusted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you have to learn that the hard way, you know. I I had to, I was very forgiving of of situations and people and and stuff. But then once you start learning, you know. That actually fuck man, this, everyone's just in it for themselves. Hey, this is all just a fucking charade. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. then you start being like, I don't need this, man. I'll go on, I'll be on my once. But then also to compare with that, you know, I was having a lot of like mental and psychological drama as well. Um, like I lost like, I mean, I lost a bunch of friends to to, you know, in really brutal ways, do you know what I mean? Murders and that. So so uh, there was that and then there was also me like losing uh, uh not really losing sight of what I thought this world was but but kind of making sense of the reality of the situation Do you know what I mean the reality is like there's only one objective that's money do you know what I mean and if you're if you're gonna get in the way of that objective even if your principles are in the right do you know what I mean it, yeah it it, it even if even if you're in a right with like with your principles, it just it just people don't give a fuck, do you know what I mean? And 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 that that might be because of the the the, the men that I, I was kind of brought in under, like they had very hardline fucking old school kind of you know codes that they lived by, do you know what I mean? And then suddenly you know you, you let one thing go, you let other things go, and then it's like you're fucking reassessing who you are as a human being sometimes, you know what I mean? Because it's like, do you know what I mean? Like if I let that go, man, I'm a fucking like, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I know so, exactly what you mean, brother. Exactly what you so mean. So then,
0: so then it's like, well, man, I don't know if this is this is me. I don't know if this is you know, this is the world I want to go. Yeah. And then and then on top of that, I was mourning the, the loss of my one of my best mates who who died in an accident. Um you know, he and so uh, i just i was like i need to do something better for myself you know what i mean i need to i need to figure myself out and just like take it take it back to square one which is like you know what do i want in life man maybe i'll just have like a little family or something you know raise raise my own and just just keep away from all the drama and work and keep my nose clean and just move forward do you know what i mean
1: man the bravery that will have uh, for you to do that though bro you know what I mean, like when you're when you're in the gang scene, man. Especially when you're deep into it and stuff, and um, you know the loyalties there and that. To actually be able to step back and say, "Man, I need to start from square one again." Like, man, so so many people right now in the gang scene just don't have the courage to do that. You know what I mean? And then they just keep losing themselves through
0: Maybe I was just lucky, bro. I don't know do you know what I mean oh yeah. sometimes you find luck like, in like the most fucked up situations do you know what I mean and I might have just had that you know what I mean like yeah and it's same with you bro like like look at what you're doing now you had to go to fucking how many years in the slot and in jail and deportation and all that to fucking you know reassess and fucking reconstruct your whole you know philo- yeah. philosophy of life do you know what I mean like yeah. like that's that's I'm just I just feel like anyone that's in that world because it feel when you're in it it feels like a closed circle you know what I mean you feel like there's no escape but really it's like it's not that deep like you can just if you be if you be a man about it and just say like actually I don't want to do this anymore like uh, I don't know if this is me anymore you know that takes that takes a man to say that you know what I mean no one no one's gonna be like oh in in a in a week's time, no one's gonna give a fuck. But maybe like a few days, cunts are gonna bitch about you. Do you know what I mean? But then, who cares what they say anyway? Because you they, you're leaving that behind you. Do you know what I mean? You can't have both. You know you can't you can't ha- you can't re- you know make make yourself a a different person like a, a, in normal society and still care about how you're viewed in that world. Do you know what I mean? That's an oxymoron. Do you know what I mean?
1: Like, oxymoron, exactly, brother. Yeah, yeah. you yep. just
0: have to fucking move on, and and can't the people are going to talk shit about you, but that's not you anymore. You're just going to have to swallow that pill. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. Yep. What well, so was does, hard it hard for you?
0: Oh yeah, you, bro. Hundred. Did you have? You did know, you was, have people in your old crew like being like,
1: "The fuck are you doing, bro?" Yeah, yeah, brother. Yep. So it was, it was a mission, man. And even myself, you know, because the crew was sort of a part of me as well. Like having to turn my back on it and, um, you know, sort of walk away. That was a mission, bro. You know, it was a, it was a huge mission. Um, so I consider like a big part of it too. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all about stepping up and being a man sometimes, you know.
0: and um, Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like, a it, again, it's like this cliche. You grow up and you watch all these videos and they say, like, all, all the movies that I'm sure you and I both love, you know, there's only two outcomes, like dead or in jail, dead or in jail, dead or in jail. And, and in the same movies, there's, like, the dad that's, like, going to work every day is always, like, the, the best character in the movie. But, you know, sometimes we're so dumb that, like, we actually – ignore all the 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 messages that are in our face for the you know we just we just ignore all that shit and think it's a game we think everything's a movie until you're fucking standing over a hole and your mates fucking lying in and you're throwing dirt in it you know what i mean
1: so how did that whole process go of um walking away from the club bro you know like um how did that sort of work
0: just had to let it go man yeah oh it was a it's a bit of a complicated one man but um yeah, because I, I wasn't really involved in the club for probably a year, a year and a half before I let, officially left, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. So they kind of knew it was happening. Um, yeah, they were they were very good about it, man. But I don't know if, again, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some of them weren't, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. But they, yeah, I haven't got a bad word. Uh, I haven't got anything bad to say about them, man. Like, I I, th- I think, you know. But it's a different world now, anyway. I probably don't know anyone in, the, in there, in anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, everyone I knew was, is either in jail or kicked out or murdered, or do you know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. do you know what I mean? So,
1: so, man, so going through all of that stuff, man, growing up in and Long, bro, the bike you scene, um, you've seen a fair bit from there. So I mean, going on to now, so man, you're killing it now, man. I swear, bro. Like honestly, bro, you're an inspiration, man. Someone that I definitely look up into, look up to, and what I'm doing. Like, um, so man, you've travelled the world, man, as a journalist, uh, Vice News, this, that. So how did that all start for you, man? How did that sort of all get was, rolling for you? Like um, after you had left, man. Like after you had left the club, like um. How man, did I'm
0: that I'm you, it was it was luck. Like I I. Because I studied I studied art art when I was in uni before yeah. all the club and all the, all the drugs and all that. And so I um, I, I came out and uh, I knew some guys who were involved in like extremism you know what I mean and um, I wanted to make a docker about them and I was there was a girl I knew who was like helping me make it and she was like, I know uh, that's my geese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she was um she was trying to help me put this documentary together, and she knew the editor at Vice at the time. She was like, "You should ask him." And she set up a meeting, and I told them about this documentary about these um, radical Muslim extremists in the suburbs from from our from our area. But then all these raids happened, and they all got arrested and fucking put straight in Arcadia. You know what I mean? Like yeah, some no, of these I guys, like you, seventeen. Yeah, 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 like that, that whole
1: Anzac thing, eh?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. And then um the guy was like, Man, you should just write, write it for us. And I was like, I've never fucking written for anyone, but I just I just wrote another story for them and I sent them that. And then he was like, got me back in the office. He's like, Man, do you want a column? I didn't even know what a column was, but and he was like, We'll give you a job you just gonna write like once a week for us and like freelance, you know what I mean? And so I did that and I was doing it for a while and they were really into it. And then eventually they were just like, man, if you write for us whenever you want, we'll pay you. And I was like, bro, it's like, I could write for you every day. Like that's easy money. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Are you serious? Like it takes me like an hour, takes me an hour to jump on the phone, like interview someone and write it up and that's, you're going to pay me for that. And like, <laughs> yeah, bro. And then, and then I was like, Fine. And then I was just, I was doing one every single day, like just doing, bashing out one a day to the point where it was cheaper. It would have probably, I, when I did the math, it was cheaper for them to hire me than to keep paying me like that. And then they gave me a job, man. And then I started making documentaries and I did the one for documentary. Um, oh, true. Is that you? Yeah. Yeah. I made that. I made, um, I made a couple of like, uh, I did one with this guy, Graham Abbot henry who was like an old New South Wales crim involved in like a whole bunch of dark shit where the you know, coppers were basically greenlighting this crew to do whatever they wanted, you know what I mean? Throughout yeah. Sydney in the 80s and that. Um, I went to Japan, interviewed the Yakuza, did a a bunch of sick stories, man. It was just like a while. I just couldn't fucking, I still can't fully believe it, man, that these guys just gave me a job, man. That's that's what Vice was. It was a bit fucking, it was a bit wild back then. Do you know what I mean? Like they were just these young, young guys who were willing to take big risks, you know, and just hire people that were off the cuff and and tell them like, if you want to, can you go get that story? Go make that story. So I did every every day was a different story that i had to get obsessed with and work on it and write it up and then move on to the next and just keeping my mind busy you know what i mean like trying to trying to get myself out of any rut you know what i mean like just just keeping busy like that like some people do that in the gym some people you know maybe smoke a blunt to do that or whatever like for me it was i found i found that in work did you ever spin out uh, yeah when you were in jail like you had you working for weeks and weeks for like no money like that surely someone must have thought about that like where who's making money
1: off this? Like, yeah, oh yeah. Now nah, we always used to. That's a topic of convo, bro. bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's yeah. a hospital at Port Phillip, bro, that gets millions, millions of dollars every year, bro. But, but I doubt much of that goes into that hospital. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Rabbit yeah. hole on rabbit hole, man. I could talk about that stuff all day, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm here for it,
0: man. That's why I love your fucking work, bro. That's yeah, I, I can, can talk, talk you about it. It's an insight that no one else is. You know, you don't get that from anywhere else. But yeah. yeah, it's a, it's, it's important what you do, man. This thing of it's like you know, we don't talk to police. Like we don't talk to you know. That's part of the code. You know, this oh murder thing. You know what I mean? Like mm. don't talk. You know. But but then it's like, well, if you don't, if you don't tell your story to anybody, like sure don't. No one's saying give statements to the cops because that's. Uh, you know, mm. no one's saying that. But at the same time, it's not don't don't tell your story to no one because then the cops are the only one that are gonna tell your story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no,
1: one hundred percent, but one hundred percent. Like, man, even with that whole oh murder thing and no comment thing, man, it's overrated, bro. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, um, even with me, bro, like when I started, you know, like climbing up the ranks and you start getting around with heavier people and that, bro, you know, like um people would be surprised, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people that talk to there's a lot of people that talk to the police, bro. You know what I mean? There's a lot. I I know people I know people with patches and presidents that are that are no good, bro. You know what I mean? They're no good, but it's just it's just that whole politics fucking shit. You know what I mean?
0: You would have to Uh, be so naive to think you can get so far in that world without people knowing what you're doing. These, yeah. people, there's, there's all these, and then of oh, the people on the, on the bottom, like the bottom feeders are the one that are like, I wouldn't make statements. It's like, yeah, but your bosses do.
1: Exactly right. Yeah, like yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. That's what I mean. When you start climbing in ranks in that world, then you realise, fuck that code doesn't. This code doesn't mean anything.
0: I know, I know, blokes that have done big stints for other people, man, and nah. the money nah. that they got for it. Bro, like, man, that's that's the real dog, man. That's a Ooh, dog move, bro. bro like, not, like, Like, the, you know, like giving them that little amount of money and they did that much time for you for, for man, like, fuck, man. I don't know how you could live with yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I
1: mean? all oh, right man so uh man we're coming we're drawing to the end here man i could talk with you yeah, for man. a couple more hours though brother <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, never, yeah, if you time, ever come bro. to new
1: zealand bro fuck. but hey look um like what's sort of your message bro to someone that is sort of um i guess you know for someone watching that is sort of caught up in the gang scene it is becoming a little bit much they're sort of struggling to sort of find that way out i guess like what would you, what would be your message to them, bro? Just sort of um to say to them,
0: man. I, I don't even know. I don't even know if my advice is actually worth anything. Do you know what I mean? But I would be like, man, the, a lot of I think people at the end of the day, at the end of the day, no matter how whatever world you're in, I think people are genuinely good people. Like I'm an optimist like that, and I think if you are honest to someone and you and you tell them. What you want in life, and, and like you wanna you wanna do this, like, and you've been loyal and you've never fucked up, you've never dogged on anyone or anything like that. I, I'm sure people, most people in that world, if they're worth any any respect, um, they would they would be like, man, you fucking do what you, you got to do, you do what you do, and fucking we'll back you hundred percent. That's if they're true men, do you know what I mean? But if they're if they're sneaky cunts, they might fucking slap you with a fine or whatever. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. But but I, I genuinely I still have hope and a lot of optimism for people. You know what I mean? And I, I still think if you if you if you're if you're a man of your word and you go to another man who's a man of their word and you say you know, I want I want to do this this new path now. They'll fucking support you. I, I I hope they would. You know, I hope they would. And if they don't, man. You just gotta just do your do you, bro, man. Like, like, you know, I see, I see you running around doing all sorts of shit on your ones, man. Sometimes you just gotta do shit on your ones, bro. Do you know really what I mean? Close. Like you just gotta cut cut that world out and leave it behind you and start fresh and just do you, man. And and just but know that, you know, you've started a new path now and don't look back, you know what I mean?
1: Yep, exactly right. Wise words from a wise man. <laughs> my, <laughs> Don't brother take my, my word
0: for it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take my fucking word for it. <laughs> I'm just jaded up because it's a Friday, bro. <laughs> yeah,
1: me too, bro. bro. <laughs> me too. Uh, look, man, we'll there, um, All right, look, man, we better wrap it up there, brother. But man, much love, much respect, bro. And um, we'll talk soon, brother.
0: Likewise, man. I love what you do, bro. Keep doing it.